0: Well, hello everyone, this is Ray Morales for The Blind Spot, and today we have a different kind of episode. Back in August, I attended the annual convention for the BVA, that stands for Blinded Veterans Association. It was a fantastic uh, experience, and uh, this I'm going to hope to share with you guys a little bit of uh, the feeling that we had while we were there. There were several of us sitting around a table discussing the events of the day, and uh, I decided to record what was going on. And uh, it was fantastic. It's gonna be a two-parter. So this is part one of the round table discussion. I hope you enjoy it.
1: The circumstances around the revelation of your blindness or whether it was a medical diagnosis or an injury or
2: whatever. Okay. Well, I had had a baby and I was on maternity leave, and before I went back, I thought to myself, let's go ahead and grab that um, driver's license. So I wouldn't, I'd been gone for eight weeks. I needed to get back to work, so let's do that. So I went to the DMV, the, that's where you get your, renew your driver's license. Department
0: of Voter Vehicles. Thank
2: you. Uh-huh. And, and um, in America here, we have to do an eye exam you just look into a camera um, or a magnifier and you have to read what's um, on it but they they shut off the let's say the left eye first so you can see with your right and then the right eye so you can see with your left well well, um, I said EGH1 and the gentleman said continue and I said oh there's nothing else there's nothing more so I said can I try again and he said of course and so I did that again and he said let's do your left eye and I did the same four letters plus more mm-hmm. and so I looked at him and I said oh were that was that the same one are they <laughs> the same on this site too he said yes so um, I had no idea why that was happening so he said he gave me a driver's license. Well, first of all, he said, lady, you can't see. And I'm like, no way. I drove here. <laughs> I drove here with my two-month-old baby in the back seat. Mm. I said, I, I've never worn glasses, so maybe I need glasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was know, the thought. Yeah. That, that was exactly what I thought. Um, moving forward a week later, uh, and I remember the date. And I, I hope I never forget it. It was May 9th and, um, and I went to the optometrist where you go to get eyeglasses and, uh, and I went through that series of one or two, or you know, no. and, uh, and so he left the room and you were with me, was Robert with was with you. me. I remember
1: that day very
2: good with me. And the guy came back with an encyclopedia, thick book as though it was an encyclopedia oh. in his lap. And he said, I'm sorry, you either have toxoplasmosis or histoplasmosis. And I said, Do I? <laughs> I did. I said, What in the world yeah, are you saying? Bad. Well I don't even know any of those medical terms. Mm-hmm. I'm not medical, I'm like. Mm-mm. So he said, You need to go to see the ophthalmologist up at the hospital right now. I've called him already does that even mean? So I, in my mind, I thought that I um, failed the eye exam. I needed glasses. Yeah, we're
1: getting older. We need Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm like, I just, I've never worn glasses in my life. I'm the nighttime driver. I've driven across the country uh, to go and see, I mean, across the U.S. to see Robert, to meet up with him after his schooling. I'm like, there's no way I can't see. I don't know what you're talking about. My mind said, it's not, a, it's not a permanent thing, of course. I, I would never have thought that. So moving forward with that, um, I went to the ophthalmologist, and that's where they dilate your eyes so they can see inside your eye. Mm-hmm. The, whatever they put in my eyes was absolutely, I, I, I've, never, I've never had that been done before it, when I first came in the Army. And from that point he, he looked he saw that there were scars on my eyes, both eyes, but the left eye not so much, but the the right eye was really really bad, and um, he said, "We need to send you and get to get more diagnosis diagnosis on what is going on. This looks like histoplasmosis," and I said, "What is that?" Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? What's a fungus? It's not a disease. Okay, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. It's not cancer. It's not right. anything like that. A that's a good just thing. just for bleach on it. It'll be okay.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm just thinking they're they're gonna send me somewhere. They're gonna fix it. They, I I was not told that it was a permanent a permanent thing. I did not know uh, what scarring on your eyes meant. Like how like. And I some of the physicians
1: really like, so we were at Fort Riley at the time, yeah, where we still are basically, and the ophthalmologist, it was not something that they saw frequently. Mm-mm. So they were like scratching their heads over that too. They might have read about it in their training, but they had never actually seen a candidate for it. So that led to referrals to specialists outside of the active duty medical care system to say, okay, here's, here's the real mm-hmm. situation, yeah.
2: And within two weeks, with the dilation of my eyes, whatever, they, whatever the dilation process was, really made this fungus, which is what histoplasmosis is, it's just a fungus that becomes active and inactive. Well, I'm a really healthy person. I don't have a lot of health issues. Not a good thing sometimes because being healthy, my body, my mind never knew I couldn't see because it would fight it and it would, mm-hmm. just, like, just like a snap of the fingers, it would, it would stop it on my eyes, yeah. which left the scarring.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. which on the scarring, let me just interject, the scarring she's referring to is permanent retinal damage. Yeah. Yep. Okay, go ahead.
2: So, in the meantime, within two weeks, um, my body birthed a neovascular membrane, which is just an abnormal blood vessel, underneath my retina and it burst and i had bleeding behind the eye i was very ignorant i'm a very simple-minded person i'm not done i don't want to degrade myself but i was very simple-minded to the point where I climbed, up on the, I, bless you, I climbed up on the counter to say what in the world is going on with my looking in the mirror in the vanity in my bathroom and I looked in the mirror and said, what in the world is going on? There's nothing wrong. You can look at me. You don't see anything wrong with my eyes. I do not wear glasses. I do not wear sunglasses. Right. I do wear tinted glasses. Um, I do wear glasses now, just mainly for the bifocal. But I said, there is nothing wrong with my eyes. How is this happening? Moving forward, they um, immediately put me in to be air to Walter Reed. Medical Center mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C., or thereabouts, and uh, they they didn't know what to do. They knew that they had to get underneath my retina, and they had to, to snip the retina. It's a very delicate organ, and um, it's it's no, it's born, yeah, it's very delicate, so they had to, to, to snip it to draw out the fluids. me is what they called it. Yes, it, it yeah. was called a vitrectomy, and then... Um, that brought me to a legal blindness. So moving forward, um, I had to say that for six weeks, it's really sad because I just had a baby and Robert's with our baby and I'm by myself in Walter Reed yeah. for six weeks with my head down, going, what in the world is yeah. happening to me? I don't in know what's moment, going on. Yeah, let me,
1: can I just, yes. yeah, just for a few moments. So oh, in that moment, yeah. our it's daughter who was born to us was born with, um, we later learned was congenital heart defects. So why she's at Walter Reed having to keep her head down because when they do a vitrectomy, you can't be in a, you can't fly home because of the pressurized cabin, mm-hmm. right? And you can't put your head up because that can create premature cataracts, right? So there's all those weeks of just being face down, right? And we're, and then I'm still active duty military taking my daughter to the Children's Mercy Hospital for heart examinations, heart catheterizations, yeah. and all oh, the procedures oh. that she needed for testing in the valve, And um, yeah, so pick it up from there, but pack it tight. So yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, so, <laughs> so six, weeks,
2: six weeks later I fly back home. Uh, what they did helped because, at the, let me go back before I went to Walter Reed, I love my husband. We are still madly in love with me. We're on our honeymoon still after That's 31 right. years. And I'm serious. I am very serious. I wouldn't yeah. live like that. have it any. at the arch. <laughs> 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 yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You saw the kisses. Uh, yes. Um, very much. Very much. And, and you're
3: um, definitely insane. You're
2: madly in love with him. And it's a great kind of insanity. Yeah. So, um, so... It was so bad, I could not look at it. Um, it was a funhouse mirror image, and I, I said, I cannot look at you, it makes me nauseous with this going on. So what they had done had brought it to be clear. It did not change the acuity, of course. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, um, and I'll just go on. The Army was great to me. The VA mm-hmm. system has worked wonderful for me. I know there's a lot of people that talk about it where it's not good. They wanted to keep me. They kept me for two years taking care of me and our daughter, uh, by the way. Um, But let me just sum this up by saying when they said there's nothing more we can do, I had to go back for the left eye. They sent me to Johns Hopkins, which in turn knew exactly what it was. I think I mentioned that earlier. And they did catch it quick enough in the left eye. I had several instances of the fungus, because it's fungus, is become active and inactive. It's not a disease. It's a it's an activity, and uh, so it can came in and out. So, when they finally determined that there was nothing more they could do, um, and they said, "We have to retire." This is I'm service connected. I caught this fungus during during a, a my active duty time during the Gulf War era. In Germany, and uh, so I'm very fortunate to be service yeah. medically retired. Mm-hmm. I am fortunate mm-hmm. for right. that. Yeah. However, I went from working all the time mm-hmm.
1: to for, being stuck at home for yeah. a great guy. Not
2: to, not just stuck at home to being stuck at to be to be at home in my living room. Imprisoned. Saying, what in the world? Ooh, was I what do? did you
0: say? It's Imprisoned. Yeah, yeah, imprisoned I, in your own it body. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it
2: feels like
1: initially. I, I totally yep. get that. Yeah. I sat
2: on my couch and I thought, what in the world am I gonna do? I have a a seven year old and a three month six month old mm-hmm. daughter now, and I can't do anything that's not true that is so not true but, in that, moment, but that was in your mindset moment, moment, moment. In the moment yeah. I right. can't drive well my goodness that's I can't drive I can't I can't be immediate at what I need to do for my family I, as a wife. i I just you know, what what am I gonna do? I sat on the couch. I remember that vividly what am I gonna do? I can't take care of my baby. Um, what am I going to do? So, right. And right. I, I did not know what I was going to do. Of course, that was a long time ago. I can do a lot of things that yep. I couldn't do before. But that initial, because when I found out that I couldn't see, because when they said I couldn't see, I I, I disagreed with them. <laughs> I said, I can see. I yeah. drove here, people. You know, what are you saying? I can't drink? They never told me it was a permanent situation. So, when, you know, what to do? And I was, I felt like I was stuck. But I had to do something. And that came later. Yep.
3: Yeah. How about that?
4: Good deal. Anthony, how about you? <laughs> okay. Uh, I lost my vision um, as a result of taking malaria pills when I was in Somalia. Um, the drugs had a negative uh, reaction uh, within me, so uh, my vision did not start to decrease until maybe six six uh, years after I was out uh, of the military. First, my right eye, I lost vision in the right eye. They couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I lost, um, everything was blurry in uh, both eyes. So at the time, I was seeing a uh, a civilian doctor. He sent me to the Lighthouse of Chicago. Mm. Um, fortunately, the doctor that I saw there was a leading uh, researcher. He wrote articles in the medical journals. So he researched my condition, and one day he said, "Hey, have you ever been in, in the military?" I said, "Yeah, I was in the military." He goes, "Did you take malaria pills?" I said. Yeah. Oh. That's it. I got never what they that. call, Keep going, yeah. You've got what they call crystallization of the retina. Um, mm-hmm. You have crystals on your retina and there's a small hole there. Because I'm gonna send you to the VA. And um, he sent me to the VA and that's where it all started. I, um, I was um, seen by the VA, I was signed up. And uh, six months later I was um, given my, Well, we get compensation. If you uh, have a condition that occurred while you were in the military, uh, they will give you a compensation, a monthly uh, payment for it. So I got that started. um, What year was that? 2013. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. But during the the whole time, I left the military in 98. Um, I didn't... uh, didn't uh, go get my condition next actually uh, determined until uh, 2013 uh, but between them then i was told that uh, we can't figure out what's wrong your vision is it, very now but it will come back <coughs> so you know i finished grad school during that time Whoa. and uh, nice. with grad school the books are in the little print i couldn't read them so what i would do I'd, unbind the books, I would take the books apart, and I'd make copies, oh. make copies to enlarge. I'd stay late after work, and I'd do it when the body was around. So that's how I got through grad school, mm. and yeah. um, well, in 2013, yeah. Yeah. 2013, I went to the uh, uh, the Blind Rehabilitation Center, and uh, you know, I've changed. That changed my life because I was too sitting on the couch in a prison, I um, lost my driver's license uh, and that, that took a big impact on me. I went to the blind center and I, I uh, met a lady by the name of Melissa Winters and she got me involved in um, adaptive sports. And then a couple of months later somehow I get a call from this guy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> a wise
1: <laughs> old
3: man. <laughs> oh,
2: so am not, not
3: so much older than you are.
4: I said yes, I'll go skiing. Ski. And um. in February of that uh, year I went skiing and uh, ever since then I've done everything from hunting which you got me into. Yep. I shot a deer. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Wow, idea. I've wow. um, yep. I've done kayaking, I've really got involved in the adaptive sports and by mm. getting involved in sports and getting out meeting people who have the same experiences that you have, makes a big difference. That's right. And everybody I meet, they know Lonnie. Because know Lonnie. Well, they know, because, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. they they know, know us Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Those two guys. I, I have a
3: quick question. Yes, um, of of course. Course. Uh, since last year, I've been updated with um, the BBA National Convention. Yes. And um, on the offsite, last year's offsite trip, there was a kayak. Um, yes. Event. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, did Lonnie start that? Oh. Wow! <laughs> oh, the <a> history began. <laughs> it was Team River Runner. Yeah. It was, uh, it
5: was Team River Runner,
3: uh, oh, but it was
5: Joe Morre Morre. Yeah. Mordy. Uh, Mordy. Yes, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Once we once we did that thing, we kind of made a connection with Team River Runner and the BBA. I mean, it's just kind of uh, yeah. once we kind of did what we did out there with the Grand Canyon, we started doing events, combined events, uh-huh. and working. And, and they have, and, yeah. and the BBA, they have just really.
2: They've worked together. Yeah. Worked Let me just go ahead and tell library. you, because he's not going to. <laughs> he kayaked with us on the Potomac right before he had to leave. He couldn't even stay for lunch because he had to leave to get to the airport. But he chose to take those two hours. Yep. To do wow. that for the veterans that were there, and yep. he does it for us. He wants he does, us yeah. to know.
1: 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it I'll say this too: the Potomac is nothing like the Colorado River. Oh
2: <laughs> no! It was, it, was, it was. He was like, "Why am the I Potomac doing this?" To do it with water. Ray, I think it's, it's, it's on you. Oh, yeah.
4: Anthony, are you done? Um, well, the only other thing is, uh, I feel so comfortable kayaking now. Um, I was in Honduras last month. I went kayaking by myself. Oh! oh. Wow. Wow. feeling wow. 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 right. Lonnie's yeah. really proud. You <laughs>
3: should. <laughs> you should. Yes, you should. Awesome. You should. Yes, yes, you awesome.
0: Should.
1: awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay, Mr. Podcaster. Yes, uh, my name is Ray Morales, and um, in 2012, <clears throat> sorry, I had a life-changing stroke. Mm. Mm. That um, affected my vision. It, the pressure was so high that it blew out my optical nerve. And many of you know, if you have nerve damage, it may come back and it may not. Mm. Well, mine did not. Not fully. Um, what I can see is from my chest up, I can see. Chest down is blackout. Blind, so that's um, that's why I walk the way I walk. Uh, those of you that see me walking, I, I'm very, very cautious of where I step.
1: I'll be watching tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, I'll be it's watching not exciting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll warn you now, Robert. It's not exciting.
1: Uh,
0: but anyway, I um, I, w- I was in Rapid City, South Dakota, when this happened and uh, I was a contractor for the um, government. Mm. I was um, a painting contractor. We did all sorts of painting on the bases. We had um, our company was a nationwide company. We had over 30 bases that we attended to, Fort Riley, um, several others. Uh, I I could name them all, but Mm. it would take too long. I only have a few minutes, but anyhow. i was I went to work that morning, and before the week prior to my stroke i kept uh, I was walking on my tiptoes. I never noticed it. My wife noticed it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and she said, "I'm making you an appointment to see your doctor." Um, I said, "Fine, but you can't make it when I'm working. I have to work. I have to get this job done. We're on a deadline mm-hmm. That was my my life was my work mm-hmm. <laughs> which I am so ashamed of now Mm -hmm. I put my job in front of my family which I should never have done but I went to the doctor on the Friday after work I drove myself there and um, the doctor said my god how did you get here is your wife outside I said no I drove myself here he said, well, you need to go and drive yourself to the hospital, which was right down the street, so don't get alarmed. It wasn't that far of a drive. And uh, he said, you need to go right now. So I went to the hospital. While I was in the hospital signing in, I was feeling a little lightheaded. And so I, when I was done with the paperwork, I sat down. And before my wife could get there, I had a stroke. Uh. It was a mini stroke, and I didn't realize that I had one. I, I woke up when my wife got there, and uh, she said, what's happening? I said, I don't know. Talk to the doctor. Mm. So the doctor talked to her, and he said, yeah, we're going to get him right in, but we're pretty busy. And she said, well, he's not feeling well. He just told me he's not feeling well. And uh, he said, well, we'll get to him in a minute. My Meanwhile, my blood pressure is like 300 over 200. It was out of the out of this world. Yes, of course. And so um, they finally gave me back and I'm laying there on a gurney, and I have another stroke. And I couldn't talk. So meanwhile, the doctor's talking to my wife, and they're asking me questions, and I'm like trying to answer them, but but I can't. And there was this show that used to be on TV called um, Full House. I don't know if you guys remember it. it. years ago. Yeah, Yeah. years ago. Stop it. It was years ago. Well, this was 2012 when I had my stroke. But um, I kept trying to tell them, they were starting to argue about whether or not I could talk. And, and I told them in sign language, in my sign language, I made the scissors, like, cut, and then I pointed it out. And I put my thumb over my shoulder, <laughs> like um, Joey used to do, the, the uncle. Yeah cut, yeah. yeah, cut it out. Yeah, cut it out. Cut it out. Yeah. Right? Cut it out. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's well, so sad.
1: <laughs>
0: nobody got it. Nobody in the ER got it.
1: Oh, oh. How bad? They were and
0: yuppies. They, the, doctor, the doctor was like in his 20s. My wife, she never watched the show, so she never died. So that reference just went over, over everybody's head. So um, after all that was said and done, they got me in the uh, ER. And, I mean, they got me down to a room. And um, that's when I had the third stroke. And that one is the one that took my vision. So they they induced a coma to keep my blood pressure down, to give me drugs to get my blood pressure down. Mm -hmm. And when I woke up, I was completely blind. I mean, totally blackout blind. And um, that lasted about two days. And then my vision started coming back slowly. But then I couldn't see anything from the waist down. Mm -hmm. And so um, they put me in another coma to try and give me some more drugs to help that, bring the more blood pressure down even further. And I was in the hospital for a total of three months. And um, it, to say it's a life changer yes, is, is um, not enough. I mean, it was more than a life changing experience. Right, sure. My, uh, my job, they, they kept me on and kept paying me at my rate, which I'm thankful for that. They kept me during the whole rehab period. Um, For six months they paid my salary at full salary. I didn't have to pay for COBRA, which here in the United States we have a program that you put in for your insurance so much and it'll continue on and it's very expensive. But uh, I didn't have to pay for COBRA or any part of that that mm-hmm. mess, so I'm thankful to my my boss and his company that they did that. Um, so three months later I come out of rehab, now this was not blind rehab, this was just normal rehab, because right. Right. I couldn't walk, I'd lost all feeling on my left side. And to this day my, my left side gets weak when I get tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I walk the long distances i'm out of breath i um, I um, can't function my left leg drags so um, but i'm up and i'm I'm breathing and I'm happy for that Yeah! You know? so, like I said that was back in two thousand and twelve, um, and I didn't go to Heinz until oh I also had kidney damage because of the stroke, mm. but they don't know if it was because of the kidney da- kidney failure. I had total renal failure. So they don't know if it was because of the renal failure that my, my uh, eyesight went bad. Mm. They don't know if that's what caused me to uh, have renal failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a this went that way. and yeah. So um, I had to be on dialysis while I was in the hospital. Oh. And oh, wow. um, so we were living in South Dakota, like I said. We had to come back home which was here in Illinois. Um, And then we continued treatment here. I was not part of the VA system at that time. Mm. I didn't even know I could be. While we were in South Dakota, a um, a person at the Social Security office, when we applied for benefits there, she said, you need to talk to the VA and and see if you're eligible for any help. Mm -hmm. So we went, and uh, when we got back home, we did that. Uh, funny story: When we we're coming back into Illinois, the first day we were coming back home, and we we're coming across the Poplar Street Bridge, okay. which is a very busy bridge from <laughs> Missouri to Illinois. Mm-hmm. A car sideswiped us. Oh,
1: oh my goodness!
0: My wife is now she's doing all the driving. Right? She's of only course. been doing it for a month. Right? She never drove when I was driving.
1: <laughs> so <laughs>
0: this right. car sideswipes us, and. Uh, we're lucky we survived. That's all I can say. It totaled our car. Oh. And uh, so now I've got rehab that I have to go to every day with no car. Um, it was just so much on our plate at the time. Right. And uh, like you, you had a baby. And you had all these other things you had to do. And here I am helpless. Mm-hmm. I was the breadwinner. Yeah. Now we have no income at all and I have to do everything, I, I couldn't do anything. So that's, that's, uh, that's really tough on a man as a yes. breadwinner. I would agree, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, a few months later, I get into the VA system, and they start paying for all my medical, my drugs, everything, which yeah. we would never be able to afford because I had no income. We yeah. finally get disabilities starting. It took months to get mm-hmm. that. And um, we even had a congressman in uh, South Dakota pushing our paperwork through, and it took months. Mm. The, the government wheels here work so slow. Yeah. But um, we, we started getting uh, my social security disability benefits, which is not going to make you rich, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but it pays the bills. But it paid the bills, <laughs> some of the bills.
1: Yeah, some of them, yeah. You know,
0: I was making $100,000 a year, so we were living like we were making $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. this happened, and we're only making a quarter of that. So we have to live like we're on a quarter yep. of that. Yes. So um, it, was, it was tough. Okay. We had to give up a lot of things, um, and then we had other bills because now I'm blind and um, can't see, can't work. So it's, it's tough. It was tough. Yep. But uh, like I said, that was years ago. Um, Heinz, how that came in the picture. I was on the transplant list for 10 years, so I couldn't... kidney att-
2: transplant? Yeah.
0: For a kidney transplant. Okay, gotcha. But I could not attend Heinz because it's an inpatient facility, yeah. and they don't do dialysis there. So I had to continue doing my dialysis outside the VA um, because it was too far for me to drive to the VA hospital to get it done. So I had to go off-site, off, off site, they call it. And um, I, had it, I had it done. I couldn't qualify at the time for uh, peritoneal dialysis, which is um, through your stomach. They put a tube in your stomach, oh. and they do your dialysis that way, instead of going in your arm. Um, so once I was off the dialysis machine, and I had my transplant, which was in 2000, um, I don't remember now. But uh, it was eight years ago, so whatever that was. Um, then I could go to Heinz. So that's when I attended Heinz. It was in August. And then because of that, meeting the people that I met there, talking to the other veterans there, like Lonnie, I'm doing it for them. <coughs> they inspired me. Interviewing them. I started doing the podcast at that time because their stories touched me. And I wanted their stories to touch others. And um, I hope that I've accomplished that. Um, Some of you have heard my podcast and I hope that you get that from that. You feel that when you hear these veterans' stories. Um, Because every one of their stories is different. Every one of their blindness is different, Mm -hmm. and uh, every one of their motivations is different, why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't mean to keep going back to Lonnie, but my God, man. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: brings
3: us to him, then.
1: Lonnie, what happened to you? Lead (laughs) poisoning.
5: Literally. Literally. (laughs) Lead poisoning. No, it's uh, a... I... Gotten off of active duty on May the 4th of 1994, and I was still uh, nine years active, and then I, I joined the guards. These guys were just
1: babies, by the
4: way.
5: I was in the <laughs> 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 Actually, me too. I, I knew it. I knew
4: it. Once I turned 24
2: today, I knew it. I knew it. I, I can be your mama. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just <Mom>. probably. <laughs>
1: On the ahead,
0: wait, wait, Jeannie, I could be her grandma. Her grandpa. Her, 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 grandpa, her, grandpa, her grandpa, I'm sorry. I could probably
2: too. Ninety-four, uh, brother. Go ahead.
5: <laughs> and May the fourth of ninety four. And anyway, I saw I saw it in the garden. Like you I was making those three digit figures and, yeah. and I'm working in a power plant. Anyway, I, I went turkey hunting the day before with a good friend of mine I'd harvested a turkey. So I went out the the next day with him, which happened to be May the fourth of nineteen ninety seven. Wow. Uh, and uh, I was just calling for him as we was turkey hunting and we'd separated a little bit and I was calling for him. We kinda of, we were supposed to work our way back together and and I can remember all of a sudden, this aura, to surround me, and everything went silent. The birds quit chirping. The leaves quit rustling. Everything was silent, and I started to reach up and cover my face and squat to my knees. And I heard the gun go off, and the next thing I know, you know, I was on my belly, and uh, yeah, my buddy accidentally shot me. As he was uh, took a full shotgun blast to the face. with about nine steps. And, uh, just instantly in the dark, and that's how I lost my sight. Uh, uh, we're still really good friends to this day, and I tell him all the time he's much better looking to me now than he used
1: to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not that, <laughs> it's <a burden. laughs>
5: but, uh, but, uh, uh, but that's how I lost my sight. Yeah, and uh, like I said, raising my three daughters. And out of dry, and shoot and, hunt, and Good. cook and you name it so and then you've heard the, a lot of the rest of it already so <laughs> that's,
2: that's
5: kind of how i did it and, uh, thank
1: you lonnie
2: for sharing yes yeah,
4: yeah and uh, there's much more to share yeah each each one of you she should read his book yeah.
5: yeah yeah you have a book yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, and the name of your book
4: the title of the book is
5: 226 which is 226 226, two uh, and it, it depends, it's on Amazon. It's either called 226 <clears throat> Mile. Uh, it's also on Bard. On Bard, yep, it's also on Bard. Uh,
2: Region Bard.
5: Grand Canyon Adventure. You know, it's either uh, uh, 226, how I become the first blind person to kayak the entire length of the Colorado River through the Grand Canyon, or 226, you know, Mile Grand Canyon Adventure, or something, something. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> that's what it is. So. Uh, but,
0: uh, Did you find it?
5: Chris found it. I'm going phone. to project yeah. it
2: right now. <laughs> he put, I, I wish you, I could so, see. He put the phone out in front of uh, <laughs> Jessica. and It was like, there it is. I was almost like <laughs> <spending> it. <laughs> so, thank you for sharing that because
3: yeah.
1: this, this is really a precious moment. This moment in time will not be repeated. That's yeah. why I'm trying to record this, it's yes. Kind of like a, It's kind of like the old uh, Polaroid pictures, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. picture and it shoots it out, you know? Yeah, again,
0: something Um, before your time.
1: (laughs) And I will be shameless here. I'm going to interrupt (laughs) interrupt
5: him for a little bit here. But I I, I will be shameless here in in saying this. Um, You know, since doing the Four Peaks, you know, at this point, and all the phone calls and text messages and emails, like I said, it's just overwhelming. and. but now, it's, it's I've never had the desire to do it, but I hope to finish the seven summits now. Antarctica, Europe, and Australia. Mm, wow. And the the but having said that, if you guys know any companies out there that want to sponsor that, you can go to a website called Siva Summits. But not only does it help sponsor me to finish these summits, a percentage of it goes to the BBA to what hopefully now have after the discussion today we'll go back to what it was originally for to send these other veterans skiing, kayaking, climbing, yes. hiking. And so hopefully that's what it does. Okay. So if you know any companies out there that yeah. and and I also go around and do presentations speaking engagements.
2: We are hoping to get him in Kansas. No, wait a minute. Let me retract what I just said. He will be in Kansas. <laughs> he will be in Kansas. We have connections. We have networking. Robert, right? We are yeah. working on it for him yeah. to come, not to say, "Oh, Lonnie, you're so good," which we already know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, "Oh, Lonnie, what an encouragement! What an what Motivation. an opportunity!" Yeah. But for Motivation. us to yeah. embrace. Yeah. So Just to embrace
1: with our own selves. Yes. Yeah. So Please let me go. say this before we take <laughs> up the entirety of tomorrow. No, <laughs> we're not going to <laughs> And I'm sorry, but I'm so <laughs> glad
2: you came in. We have four minutes of tomorrow. Now, uh
1: But, you know, you've met oh, Tim Horning. Yes. Yeah. And you know yeah. his story. Yeah, right. Do you know his story? Um, uh, like briefly? Yeah. He loves his sight due to a sniper fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Steve Basquez. have you met him yet?
2: The video. Yes. No, oh, yeah, I met him. Do you yes. know his story? No.
1: No. Okay, then are you here tomorrow?
2: Yeah. Yes. The
3: same it's, time?
1: It's still tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's still today. So I to, here today. I want to make sure that you connect with him. Yeah. Everybody's story is different. Yeah. Now, yeah. everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. And I would challenge you because you are bringing the technologies to the table that can make. Their lives easier, right? And can make their lives more enriched. Yeah. You need to know these stories. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't right? did you be no. And so you when you're back in the back it. office yeah. talking yeah, about, right. okay, how do we, how do we program this, or how mm-hmm. do we write this code, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, remember Anthony. Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. Now let me let me add. Remember Lonnie. Let me add this. Remember story. Jeannie. Go ahead. Let me add this story with Tim Hornick and stuff. Now you remember me talking about the. The veteran that lost his eyesight and was going to called Mil- Kilimanjaro, and then lost his hearing. It yeah. was deaf. Well, Aaron is, in that, is his first name, and anyway, he made he called me on the phone one time after he had a cochlear implant, and uh, one didn't take, the other one took a little bit. But and the best way to communicate now is a little, sometimes to talk, but to type a, a message and help But anyway. He called me up and he said, "Lonnie, he said, I'd like to go hunting again." <laughs> and and I said, uh, "I just thought for a minute." And I said, "Well, turkey hunting, dude? You no, know, though that's how I lost my eyesight. And right. said, "He said, uh, yeah." So I said, "All right, <laughs> all right." So I started calling around the local community where I'm at, and and I said, uh, uh, I start telling the story about Aaron. I said, I, I want to bring him up here, and not cost him a dime. Well, in the meantime, five other veterans heard about it. One of them came Mm. and, okay. and they uh, it's like, you know, we want to be a part of this. So I'm like, okay, this is bigger now. So anyway, got the community s- supported, and and Aaron unfortunately got sick and couldn't come, but Tim did come. And it was Tim's first thing of doing anything since losing the guy's
1: Oh wow, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And,
5: and uh, so we brought him and Steve Baskis and Danny Wallace mm-hmm. and Murphy mm-hmm. and Russell in, and, and, and we took them for turkey hunting and they uh, all harvested turkey, except Tim. His, they they get a shell jacked in and we called <laughs> So my nickname for him is Click because he didn't, get the, he didn't get his shell fully jacked into the chamber, so he pulled you. the trigger and clicked. Yeah. And, but that was his first event, and, and literally, and Tim might shoot me for this, but literally, but, you know, I sent an email and said, you saved my life. Mm. And and, uh, and look where he's at now. Yes. And, but but yeah. anyway, so with, after that event, we was like, this can't end, and we created a... a Nonprofit back there called Heroes New Hope Foundation, and we bring in the veterans to deer hunt, turkey hunt, and the fish, and that's yeah. a, and that's where Anthony came. And yeah, yeah. I was
4: there in November. Okay, um, we had a vet from uh, Pennsylvania. He was out there, and he was going through chemo at the time, mm. and. Um, he, uh, he went out a couple of days, he shot, I think, two deer. One, uh, one or two deers, okay. his name was Jeremy and uh, yeah. we were there for three days and when we got back, you know, we kept in contact with each other, I talked to him and said, I asked him, I said, how are you doing, Jeremy? He goes, well, I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine. A couple of days later, I get a call. Get a call from uh, a guy named Scott uh, Snipley, 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 Stingley, 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 <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, Jeremy passed away." Oh. Uh, and that that hit pretty bad because here we had this guy out there. He was out there. He loved deer hunting. He yep. shot his last deer, and uh, I we had a chance to do it together. Mm. So, you know, I, I um, really good sorry yes sir and yes, the sir.
5: foundation, and is got the and the foundation mounted his deer, <laughs> which he's got it count and we got it coordinated to get it to him, but anyway, the mounted is there, and then they also mounted uh, did a European mount of Jeremy's deer and his wife mm. won the mount, so we sent it the mount to his wife. Awesome. so. Yeah, we've had that. We've also there's other, there's so many stories going there's to that so foundation yeah. because that there's another uh sergeant major who was died, who was uh suffering from Gehrig's disease and good friends, uh he was an army ranger we brought in and uh, yeah. Anyway, and he passed
1: away as well. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, before we- now we gotta end with you guys
3: yeah we gotta wait how has this
1: impacted you chris
3: and Um, jessica
2: you've got
1: to remember these stories i'm telling you because these are the end users
2: of your product um yeah we didn't do these these stories for emotion. (laughs) <laughs>
3: oh
1: we did
2: it we did it Although but that was so, real <laughs> no, it's so
1: organic i it's love so it it's so emotional yeah but that's not i think you know. it's great that what the circumstances align mean? themselves for the people to be in this room today mm-hmm. right yeah. um so well what do you say? for me
3: um i think it'll take a while for me to uh, take it all in mm-hmm. and sure. see what the dog pad can really do to kind of Help or motivate you guys to changing your lives, but emotionally, it touched me so much because you know how the society is these days. Like people, they're all very self-centered. They're all they're all very selfish. But it's very true. I can't I can't imagine like after listening to all the stories, I can't imagine how you guys um, are always doing something for each other, like being there for each other, um, working towards to to motivate each other to you know support each other. And I think, honestly, I think that was one of my biggest takeaways. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because I am also living, you know, young adult who's, you know, learning how the adults are right now. And all I've seen in Korea, all I've seen in other countries were all selfish adults, self-centered adults. And after listening to all your stories, I feel like I should not follow those. So I should be more um, I should be more supportive to people around me You know, always trying to motivate them giving them support so I think the stories that I've heard today would change me that way mm. yeah. but for thought, I gotta think about how I can kind of put all these stories together and kind of you know yeah. Um, yeah made this into a good, good um tool for us to approach you guys, and um, how you guys will, uh, you know, open your hearts to the things that we provide to, uh, you know, support the things that you. Do.
1: Okay.
3: Yep. What about you, Chris? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um,
2: you didn't come here expecting that. No, I'm, sure all, uh, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. But that's how we interact yeah, in regards to knowing yeah. who we
4: are. We're real people. Yeah. I, feel exactly. like, I feel like it's really a family. Yes.
0: yes.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, very family. We're a family.
4: Sure. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. We all have something in common. Uh, it's Anthony, in our blood.
2: Anthony, he's my brother. <laughs> when, I, when I see him, he's on the same. Virtual workout, as me, that doesn't mean a lot of things to other people, but to me, when I saw, when I heard, yeah, (laughs) when Anthony came in, and I was like, Anthony, (laughs) it's like I haven't seen you in forever, but I hear you all the time. Yeah, and this is
1: an exercise regimen on a (laughs) Zoom
2: meeting. It's so
1: silly to me sometimes. But it's connectivity. It's culture. We're family. If somebody's
4: missing, we. We asked the lady in charge. Hey, have you seen Jose? <laughs> 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 is so he fine. well? Is, yeah. is is he Somebody ill? What your is head. the problem? Yeah, Chris, it's your turn. Um, actually, today, the I, I heard a lot of story and it's pretty motivating me because uh, since like like last few months, uh, I'm got to some burnout mm. because like mm-hmm. I've been a I've been a dad for. Almost
5: one one year year and Uh and a
4: half, Mm -hmm. yes. And actually, I worked so hard and I got a burnout. And Mm. sometimes I feel like I'm losing my motivation to like, oh, what am I doing for? Like, and today, yes, what am I doing this for? And today, my motivation (laughs) like that. (laughs) Revealed. <laughs> I'm doing
3: yes. it for them. I'm doing this, it
4: for this is them. That's yes. 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 the reason why I'm
5: here. And What can yeah. we not do if we simply
1: help each other? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. It, it
5: makes me
3: feel, it makes me back to the humble me. Yeah. Mm. It makes yeah. me yeah, feel, I, I'm not, it's, it's a really emotional. Session that I've never expected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? We were just coming here to say hey.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> either because I was serving hot dogs and making <laughs> dogs like hot dogs. Five hours. Day so like, hot, oh, hot dogs. <laughs> no. Uh, Which really makes like me appreciate it even more because it wasn't programmed. Yeah. It wasn't scheduled. There was no agenda for Yeah. This. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm
0: totally. sorry to bring everybody down.
3: <laughs> no.
1: Yeah.
3: So it makes me like feel like. I want to listen to stories of more people. You know, yeah. like we're we're a small group. Well, I don't
0: know where you can everyone. find any. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Blind Spot by Ray Morales on Spotify, Google, and Oh, listen, <laughs>
1: listen,
0: <laughs> anywhere you get your podcast from. Shameless
1: plug. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed our roundtable discussion, and don't forget, tune in next week for part two. Also, be sure to tell your relatives, friends, neighbors about The Blind Spot by Ray Morales. It can be found here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So until next week, my friends, see you then.